Women Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Crater celebrate the thoughts and opinions of magnetic, spirited, and influential women. Each week, bold, brilliant women spark vigorous conversations on the complexities of life, love, and happiness. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Crater. Hello, ladies. This is Linda Crater, and Sandra Beck is ill today, so we wish her all wishes and feeling well very, very soon. I am so excited to talk about this topic today with this group of women we have here. Today's topic is loyalty, and it's such a rich topic to discuss in so many ways, and we are joined today by Sharon Jameson from Atlanta, Georgia, Frankie Picasso from Ontario, Canada, Kathy Krafke from Texas, and Joyce Buford, also from Texas. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Hey. You know, when I looked at this topic, I thought about it can mean so many things, buddy, and it means different things, different people. To me, loyalty is someone I can count on who's got my back, and you are either loyal all the way or you're not, and I don't category. And I'm just curious how you all feel about loyalty. Is it something that you seek in other people? Are you automatically attracted to those kinds of people who are loyal? Or is it one of those things that you have to trust but verify? And let's start with Frankie. Hey, how are you, everybody? (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. You know, loyalty is something that I expect, I always hope is there in mm-hmm. in relationships with other people, with businesses, with whomever. And I, I expect to be loyal in return. And, and that is something that I give freely and want to give and believe that um, should be given. And I'm always disappointed when it doesn't turn out the way I hope it does. And that loyalty, you know, I once wrote that loyalty is, is, is a given and it should be in any relationship, really. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it doesn't always you know, pan out that way. And, and I'm always severely disappointed when it doesn't. Oh, Mm. amen. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's really so true, Frankie. And one thing I know about loyalty is in order to be loyal, sometimes we have to make sacrifices and think about the other person's best interest. (laughs) And I, and I think that's one reason sometimes we're disappointed because other people don't necessarily understand what our needs are. Do we always You're being know generous. what our needs are? You're being yeah, generous, you are being Kathy. generous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Kathy. Big heart. Big heart. <laughs> Thank you. It is interesting. I think that loyalty is, is something that I expect and desire, but I, I don't expect it as much as I used to. Uh, I mm. I'm seeing that people are very broken, and they're not mm-hmm. really aware of how broken they are. And so you can't expect wholeness from brokenness. And so know that they struggle, they have not done their own work. I expect, unfortunately, breaches because breaches come from brokenness. And so um, I, I really try to be prayerful about who I allow in my life. And I remember, you know, my grandmother says all these wonderful things. She mm-hmm. said, Sharon, don't let your, don't get wounded by your own words. And I mm-hmm. never got that. Because she said, you give people ammunition, and they will take your ammunition and shoot you with it. So I try to remember not to be wounded by my own words and not share things with people. They have not demonstrated that they can be loyal. And if people talk about other people around me, uh, I know that I can't trust them. Mm -hmm. 
So I just don't tell them. So I kind of, I don't look at how they only treat me. I look at how they navigate in the world. You know, I, I love that you said that because have you ever uh, watched someone at a restaurant when they are rude to the hostess or someone who is bringing them their food or delivering their water? That is not okay. And that person <laughs> is not going to be someone that I'm going to be loyal to. You know, it's very interesting. Joyce, what do you think? Well, I do believe that it's a sign of the time that we've lost some of our values of, and honesty is one of them, um, honesty and loyalty. We used to see that pattern so much in our growing up years. And I just don't think it's in the family as much as it used to be. Uh, gossiping is quite common so that you're taught, oh, well, you appear this way to one person, but you never know what it's going to be when you turn your back. So there's a little bit of this distrust about that word because it's sort of changed depending upon the values of the Corvette family that you grew up in. I think. <laughs> I do too, Frank. I think we may have lost Frankie. Sharon, what do you think about that? I think what Joyce said is absolutely true about our values. But this is what I, I believe for sure. I, mm-hmm. I think that as time goes on, we're getting, we're losing more and more and more of our values because we have no one to pass the values on. Uh, and the, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, hopefully we're getting diluted. Our values are getting diluted and diminished. So that's why you, you can't expect a person to act in a way that they really have never been taught about or seen it modeled. That's the thing. It's one thing to have, you know, declaration. It's another thing to see demonstration. And if we don't see what loyalty looks like, uh, I think it's sad. And it's unfortunate because sometimes you see more loyalty with people who do bad things, like loyalty in gangs and loyalty in Mm. their situations. And I'm like, why do I see loyalty uh, so uh, um, uh, uh, exhibited with mobs and gangsters and and people who do (laughs) you don't? See as yeah. much loyalty demonstrate with people who are who are really good, kind, hardworking people. That's sad. That's a sign of the times where the bad guys are more loyal than, than people who really want to serve people with, with love and, and and acceptance. So so that that's the challenge and, and that's the dichotomy of the situation. And I guess it's the oxymoron in some ways. Well, well I, oh, I'm sorry. I think we also see it in the increase of divorces, the loyalty issue. It's just, it's not there as much. We're using as excuses not to stay loyal to the marriage and to the bond that we took. Uh, I just interject. I think those are related issues, don't you? This is Kathy. And I appreciate what Sharon's saying about loyalty to the wrong things. That That mm-hmm. is really an issue. I'm glad we brought that up. And, and Joyce, your comment about divorce is so profound. One thing that I see in families is you can build family loyalty. It, it does take effort and it takes commitment to do that. But but I really think it's worth saying it out loud because for young people that are coming from backgrounds where there's divorce, they need to know that the, that 
for those of us who have built families based on fellowship and loyalty, it took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It isn't something that they they miss their chance because their parents divorced. No, they can regroup and they can build that into their lives and their families now. And and it just takes a lot of commitment and some skills. They're learnable skills. And Joyce, I think you do quite a bit of that, don't you? Teaching skills for those kind of uh, um, transitions in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I just do. want Frankie here. I just want to um, comment on Sharon's. Uh, what she said about the gangs and gang mm-hmm. loyalty. And I, and I mm-hmm. think that when you um, don't have family and when you are desperate for love and, and attention and affection, those gangs provide that. They provide mm-hmm. that loyalty and family mm-hmm. and protection that these young kids are so desperately desiring. And so if they had felt that in their own homes, then they wouldn't need to go out and find it elsewhere. And I think that's why when you when you don't have it, it's more important to you. I, that's brilliant. This is Linda, just for a second, because there's some synonyms to loyalty, and I, I found them interesting. Allegiance was one, which I think comes to, into line with gangs, and that is an allegiance. It is a substitution for family, etc. The others are not really in line with the gangs. Devotion, faithful, sincerity, and trustworthiness. Mm. What does it mean to be loyal, for you to be loyal? I'll throw that out to whomever wants to take it first. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to give you a little story. I had a friend um, who I thought was a friend, and for three years, we did everything together, almost every single day. Mm-hmm. She had all these problems, and me being a coach, you know, I always coach her, and I always coach her on the same issue. And of course, it got a little tiresome coaching on the same issue, like <laughs> you know, Esther got no off reflection the on the coach, of course. <laughs> yes, of course no. no. And and. You know, but every day I gave her the same advice and, you know, two days later, be, oh, I, you know, this is still happening. And I'm like, okay, but you didn't listen. Anyway, so we were very close <laughs> and she did all this stuff with me and one day she just stopped responding. That was it. The end of the relationship, like just completely done. Like mm. she never called me again. Mm. And the day before was, hey, yeah, everything's great. You go out shopping and do things together. So I'm like stunned and I think that's like disloyalty in a way in a big way and and i really felt you know uh, like devastated like what happened to this friendship what happened to her why isn't she even calling me and telling me if i did something wrong or whatever and then i realized that she probably um fixed her problem and didn't need me anymore and you know that was the end of it and it was so funny i ran into her uh about two months ago i hadn't seen her for years and you know how are you how's everything and i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) <laughs> you're talking to me right <laughs> like like you know everything's great and not that i hold a grudge because i don't but i'm just like and everything's normal for you like not even hey i'm really sorry i never talked to you for the rest of my life again but, you know. but see, that's a perfect example in my view of what it means when someone isn't loyal because if they can't be with you in the good the bad the ugly then it's different and if you're not authentic and upfront then that's a problem for me because I really to, for me to have someone to be loyal I will always be loyal to them they prove multiple times usually yeah. that they cannot be trusted um, and so trust is a large part of loyalty the mm-hmm. gossip you mentioned is so prevalent these days and so often it's untrue and how do you 
prove a, an untruth. You, you don't. You have to just live through it. And I would like to throw out the fact that sometimes we're loyal to the wrong people for too long because mm-hmm. we think we see inside them to the good parts, and we probably do. But we're not in control of which of their parts are going to come out. And and so I would love to, um, after the break, discuss blind loyalty. And when we are loyal to people, maybe when we should not be or we've been shut, demonstrated that that was not such a well-advised decision to stick with that person. But loyalty is good. But being too loyal can also have its downsides. So I think that's a a pretty fascinating way to look at this because to me, it isn't a gray situation. To me, it's a black and white. You're either loyal or you're not. We'll be right back. (laughs) We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. If you need to lose weight but are not quite ready to make a commitment to an eating program, then cut 200 calories a day from your regular diet. This is an easy task and one that will start your weight loss. Slashing 200 calories from your daily eating is simple and very doable. It's as easy as choosing steamed vegetables instead of a loaded baked potato. Not only will losing weight reduce your risk of diabetes and cardiovascular disease, it will also aid your immune system. A study by Tufts University adds a group of slightly overweight people to cut 100 to 200 calories a day. As expected, their cholesterol went down, but they also boosted their immune system response to disease-causing microorganisms. Cutting 200 calories out of your daily diet is easy and well worth it. I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back. And we are talking today about loyalty with some amazing dynamic women. And on the break, I wish you could listen to these breaks. Sometimes there's such rich information that goes back and forth. But before the break, we were talking about blind loyalty and and the other side of that double-edged sword of the good part about loyalty and then the blind loyalty. Sharon, you had an interesting comment. Yes, I, I think that loyalty is not always black and white. Let me tell you why. I have been in situations where people wanted me to pledge allegiance to something that I absolutely not agree on. And I believe I could never show allegiance without total heart agreement. And um, and I was in a situation where a person was doing something that I felt And um, I could not be loyal. Now, I, didn't t- I didn't tell anybody what they were doing, but I could not stand with them in, in, in the midst of... of you know, illegal activity. Sure. Good move. Yeah, I believe that loyalty (laughs) is always right. I feel like you have to be in uh, alignment and agreement on a stand, Um, especially when it comes to very, to me, ethical issues. And so I think that sometimes we are pressured to be loyal, even when we don't Mm -hmm. 
agree at all. So I, I think that I tell my friends, listen, don't ask me to be loyal to something that I'm I don't agree with. I'm not gonna stand with you at all. I can love you, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back you up on it. And, but I'm very honest up about it up front. So there's never any discussion about where I stand on an issue. And I think that's important. Yeah, it is important. I really agree with that. I think that's one thing I love about dynamic women. We're committed to some core values, and one of them is being respectful of each other. So it really allows us to have these intense conversations where we don't always agree. And and often one thing that happens on this program that I love is people will share some very intimate, tender background kind of experiences they've had and it's because they feel so comfortable because the mutual respect is a core value and and i think that's a key part of loyalty sharon i think you bring up such a great point in saying when people have different values than we do there are times we cannot be loyal to their stance Mm -hmm. we can be loyal to them as a person but but tactfully and kindly gently disagree with them so that there's no confusion about where we stand. So true. So true. I, and and yet there are times when you are loyal to people and it is not on a topic. It's just regular loyalty. And you find yourself thinking, wait, I don't know that I should really be you sort of test that loyalty at that point not overtly but you find yourself thinking i'm I'm feeling a disconnect with that person Mm -hmm. that blind loyalty can lead you down roads you don't want to go just like sharon mentioned earlier about you know you're you're not going to be party to illegal activity that's a, a good black and white issue but when someone is not loyal i i start really questioning other values and and trusting and verifying what do you think joyce well, I am definitely one that believes in the core values. Mm-hmm. And I think we get really foggy when we don't identify those top values that we must have in our relationships. And when you do get in situations where you don't fall in alignment, the question is, do I stay with this or do I leave this group or this relationship? Mm-hmm. Sometimes for business, you can't. But you're better off to stay in alignment with the people that have core values that are, that are in alignment with you. So I'm, I'm a big person on core values. That's what mm-hmm. I teach. And um, this is all reeking of core values for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, sometimes core values is, 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 you know, very important. It's something that as a coach, I, I go with first thing to, when I meet a client, to, I, I want to know what their values are. However, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a childhood friend, imagine you have a childhood friend, you grew up since nursery school with them or kindergarten. And now, you know, you're in your 30s and 40s or 50s and you've gone your whole life mm-hmm. and you, you know, you feel a loyalty in, in a long time loyalty to somebody, even when you know that you know, they're not doing the right thing or they're not, you probably should break it off. But, you know, how do you do that when, when you've had a lifelong friendship? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's a loyalty that, you know, is a tricky situation where you're not really sure if you should or you shouldn't, even though, and I'm not talking about illegal activity, but just, you know, maybe they're not, um, what they do in their life isn't, isn't, you know, in, in alignment with your values or anymore. Or even maybe they never were. Maybe they were just that that friend that you know was so opposite that that's why they're your friend. You know. Go ahead, Joyce. 
(laughs) Everybody wants to talk. (laughs) Right. The only thing I would say is that in that situation, which is very delicate, oh, my goodness, how do you do that to a childhood friend? But I do think you lessen your time with them. You pull back a bit. You're not walking totally away, but you need to respect your own frustration and being in a situation with somebody that is not in alignment with you. And those are difficult decisions, but I think they're necessary in some situations. You know, well, you- I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Kathy. Well, well, I was just going to jump in here because we we mentioned boundaries earlier, I believe, and I do consider what Joyce just described as a kind of boundary mm-hmm. when you put limits on the time you spend with people. But I, I think it's so important to mention it might not be a childhood friend who would be very dear to you. It could be your own child. Mm-hmm. Many people that I know that are my age have parents who did not agree with their lifestyle choices and and those some of those parents are my dearest friends and I think it's a relief to them when I share well you know that's your child that you you raise but they're an adult now and they they make the choices they make so they still want to be loyal to their adult child but they also don't have the same values and and I think that is very tender and delicate like you said Joyce of Mm -hmm. course but we we have to be aware that's all around us Mm-hmm. Good point. So is it disloyal yeah. to let them go, Kathy? You know, I, I fear that in in some situations, you might be their only lifeline. You know, yeah, Frank, if they're going down a road. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because, Frankie, that is really a serious question. And it is killing families right now. There's so many of our friends that may be listening that are experiencing this kind of dilemma in their own family. And you don't want to let a child go down too far down a road that will be destructive and yet you do have to respect their adulthood. So I don't I don't have answers because I think each individual situation is so difficult. But I do know loyalty in those situations can require a lot of tough love out of us and a lot of compassion. And that's a very different topic of loyalty. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's being faithful and devoted yes. and trustworthy to a family member. And, and this opens the communication up to... Um, as Sharon has said, courageous conversations, which is really different than if a, a friend betrays you um, and and you cannot trust them any longer. And that has happened to, I'm sure, mm-hmm. each of us. But Sharon, talk more about courageous conversations, because I think that's a really important part about loyalty, talking with someone about the good, the bad and the ugly and not agreeing on everything, but still being loyal to them and listening and wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that is so key. One of the things I do with some people that I, I feel that I want to have a relationship with, I ask them, what does loyalty look like to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does loyalty feel like to you? Give me an example of when you felt betrayed. Give me an example of when you felt somebody showed you loyalty in a way that made your heart sing and made you feel safe. I think that we have to understand that we don't all have the same definitions of what loyalty looks like. Mm-hmm. No universal actions that loyalty is A. So I think we have to have those conversations, especially as 
we see that there's so much diversity in the world. All my friends mm-hmm. are different than I am in a variety of ways. So I never come to the conversation table thinking that my definition is the rule and the <laughs> definition of anything. But I have those conversations. Now, if after we have those conversations and they give me examples that demonstrate that, that there's a big gap, we talk about the gap. And I say, how are we mm-hmm. going to the gap in our relationship because we are different with different people even though we have the same values how those values might show up is based on the contours and the in the stories of our lives so i try to get on the same page. none of us are off guard so if mm-hmm. a person you were not loyal when we had a conversation because i let people know loyalty means that i'm going to stand with you and love you but don't ask me to do a b and c i'm not going to be i'm not going to do that i'm going to turn you in i'm not the one you're going to jail by yourself or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or i'm not going to do that. now that's a good boundary <laughs> and so people know that if i give you my loyalty i love you but there's i, I don't like gray i think the gray kills us yeah and see, i think we have to have those conversations with people that we are in close connection with. If not, they shouldn't, you should not be in close connection with them. Access to you has to have some boundaries and some shared meanings and some shared agreements. If not, we cannot hang out that close. It's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frankie? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was just thinking about um, a show I did on um, transgender, and a father wrote to me after and said that his son um is is the i in in you know the, the gbltqi and that you know that he's still really proud and loves his son and he was happy that I did the show on it it helped him a little bit of understanding because it's a very difficult mm-hmm. you know determination when you're not even sure you know what you are or you're your own or whatever right and i thought that's a dad really being loyal to and, and loving his son and being open to however he expresses himself in this world. And I thought I was really proud of that for him. Just, not easy. No, not easy at all. Joyce? Yes. Oh, well. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I was just caught up in the the uh, the show that Frankie did that she was talking about. <clears throat> so um, I Courageous do think that, conversations. Yep. Yep. I do think that um, we do get caught up in what we if we are not clear about what we believe, and we're taught. I love the way that Sharon talked about her working with a friend in the conversations applaud there. I wanted to snap my fingers or something um, as an <laughs> approval method. That's great. But, <laughs> do it. <laughs> all start being in our desk. <laughs> but I do think sometimes we have those delicate conversations that need to be carried on. And it's so difficult for so many people, including me. Uh, you know, I sometimes have a really difficult time talking with those people about subjects that Sharon spoke about. So applaud. I applaud you. Yeah, absolutely applaud. Snapping fingers. We can do a little golf clap, so that would be fine. (laughs) Um, We're going on another break. And when we come back, let's talk about what it means to be loyal in a close relationship. 
someone you're with all the time, a spouse, a sister, a father, a mother, that kind of thing, because that tests your loyalty sometimes more than people who are further away from you in life. And I I find that just a, a fascinating thing. We'll be right back. Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. Critics, or the people who study dreams, tell us that the kind of television you watched as a child can affect your dreams today. For instance, if you had a black and white TV, you might be prone to colorless dreams. I'm pretty sure I dream in color, but my friends say it's a pigment of my imagination. It has been suggested the type of cheese you eat can also impact your dreams. This might be a bit hard to digest, but a study conducted by the British Cheese Board discovered that people who ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities, while folks who ate blue cheese experience more bizarre dreams. A bad dream could give you matatulapia, or the bad mood you experience when you get up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Our bodies were created to function properly, and all we need is available to us to live a healthy, long life. We have been fearfully and wonderfully made and equipped with what we need to live life to the fullest. According to Medical News Today, the body ensures that a constant level of energy is available to all of its cells through a complex system that includes regulating how much food we eat, how much of the digestive food we absorb, how much of the digestive food we store away, and how much of our energy store we release for use. If this balance is upset, individuals can gain weight and even develop type 2 diabetes. But it really is simple to maintain optimal health. Exercise at least an hour a day. Keep portion sizes small and consume nutritious, low-calorie foods to live a healthy, long life. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back, ladies. We are talking to Sharon Jameson, Frankie Picasso, Kathy Krafke, and Joyce Buford about the topic of loyalty. And before the break, we were talking about what some of these relationships that we are in are more difficult than others to actually be loyal in. And I guess I'm speaking in this instance of those of family and and or close associates that you must be around all the time. So you can be loyal to them on the parts that are are loyalty-based, but you may not always like or respect what is happening elsewhere. What do you all do, and what does it mean to you to be loyal in a very close relationship? Let's start with Kathy. Well, I've been saving this uh, quote from Euripides, so this is an ongoing (laughs) problem, you know, thousands of years later. One loyal friend is worth 10,000 relatives, he says. (laughs) But I noticed both Joyce and I were picking up on some of the comments Sharon made about having these difficult conversations. And I loved what Sharon said about uh, being able to listen well 
And so, and, and not know, like not acting like we know everything. So I wanted to share this because I think Sharon will really love it. And she is the expert on bringing great sound bites. So I have this one for you, Sharon. What I always <laughs> tell my, what I tell my kids, I hope you love this. What I tell my kids is God is all knowing. Kathy is not. <laughs> and I sometimes, I think that developed because I sometimes think I do know it all, you know. So I had to kind of give myself a little phrase that would help me remember, I don't know everything and I need to listen well. So I my contribution to this conversation right now is one of the things I've learned is if you don't ask the right question, you are not going to get the right information. But mm-hmm. But questions are so powerful. If you learn to ask good ones, you will get great information. And then I would just want to throw this out in three points. One of the values of good questions, the three main values is you get great information, number one. Number two, it holds other people accountable when you ask them good questions. And number three, and this is the one I don't like, you apprentice your family. So they start asking you good questions, which in turn holds me accountable. Like, I mean, you, I meant to say you, not me. (laughs) It's not you, it's me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. That's why I've just learned to love good questions. It's true. Yeah. Joyce? Well, you know, there are those times when I'm primarily thinking my relationships with my children. There's some times that you just absolutely don't like who you see. And I'm sure it's it's vice versa for them. They don't like who mother is either. But during those times when you're talking about loyalty to your, your loyalty to your child because it is your child. And you just have to go through those times of difficulty where you don't like each other and, and they happen in every relationship. It's part of the plan for them to grow into the people they're going to be. And you just have to take it on faith. You have to take it on just I'm here for you, but I don't really like you right now. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of life. So I love that we, if we could know that, if we could tell our new parents, this is part of the journey <laughs> in parenting. You don't have to always like nor respect nor want them to be doing what they're doing. So that that's my thoughts on the parent-child. This, I mean, it works also with the spouse mm-hmm. uh, a little bit differently. Because you hope you are married to a person that's an adult and not reliving his or her childhood. But, (laughs) you know, it does happen. So, anyway, um, but with family, you just kind of have to hang in there and, and ask for grace, ask for some space, and, uh, stay the hall. You know, uh, as Frankie here, a little while ago, Sharon brought up the topic of being loyal to oneself. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, loyalty to oneself encompasses a lot of what we've talked about, um, the boundaries, the knowing your values and sticking to your value system and not allowing others to, you know, that's part of that boundary break into uh, what makes you comfortable Um, I mean, sometimes being uncomfortable is very good because it allows us to change and and to experience new things. But to what, so what does, you know, being loyal to oneself look like other than that? Um, You know, you have to know yourself and you, you, 
just need to do sometimes you know people think it's selfish but i think that you need to to do what's good for you mm-hmm. even though you might not be um being a, a, the best friend of somebody else at the moment i agree with that mm-hmm. I, you know linda here mm-hmm. i think that when you are uncomfortable and you feel yourself getting uncomfortable you said how do how does it make you feel mm-hmm. if it feels uncomfortable gut is twisting your shoulders are reaching up to your ears just are feeling repelled by the conversation or what is going mm-hmm. on. There's an issue there that's deep lying that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. at some point. And I think that is a time where you have courageous conversations. And I think one of the things I wanted to point out about loyalty to me is if you're in a loyal relationship that's mutually loyal, there's a stability to it and a security that says you know you can have courageous conversations mm-hmm. and it's not going to end it and blow it up in your face. I think that's what's mm-hmm. hard about new relationships mm-hmm. where you may be just having an intellectual conversation and someone takes great offense mm-hmm. and they cannot talk to you. And being able to convert, engage and talk with people to me is a way to understand how they are thinking and persuade me. I, I really am mm-hmm. intrigued by what you think. So the uncomfortable conversations are sometimes the most meaningful. I agree. Totally. Mm-hmm. Really interesting stuff. Uh, so, Kathy. Yeah, I've been thinking a little bit more. I think you may have mentioned it there about how faithfulness plays into this. Uh, one of the things we say at our house is faithfulness doesn't happen in a day. And and I think that's so important for re- people to realize that you can mess up one day and you may have to dig yourself out of a hole for a while. Mm-hmm. But faithfulness is a long-term commitment. Um, and so that's that. there's some freedom in that, knowing that it's a long-term commitment. And it, there's mm-hmm. also some responsibility there. So when it comes to loyalty, I think faithfulness is a really key part. And just... By way of a quick story, we I don't know how I even knew to do this, but somebody must have, must have mentioned it in front of me. And we started praying for our kids when they were really little that God would bring the right spouse into their lives at the right time. And I know that doesn't work for everyone's perspective, but for us as Christians, that was a very valuable way to approach. And what was so great about it is, it taught our kids to be loyal to a spouse they had had not met yet. So we would talk to them about faithfulness, being faithful to somebody that's in your future, but you haven't met them yet. And and boy, I mean, so far, two out of three, we have really great son-in-laws. I'm expecting eventually to get a daughter-in-law, I hope. And so, but we're praying for her. <laughs> no pressure. Where, yeah, wherever she is. Really I know. just have to say congratulations to Kathy on being a new grandma Aww. this week. Congratulations, <laughs> Kathy. Oh, y'all, thank you so much. Yeah, we were really overjoyed. And she is the cutest baby, so we can't talk about that because I won't have enough time on air for anything else. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, yeah. So, Frank, yeah. hmm? So when you're talking about, I love this quote, and you know, usually Kathy brings all the quotes, yeah. quotes to the table, but I've got one today. It's, you cannot buy loyalty. You cannot buy the devotion of hearts, minds, and souls. You have to earn these things. What do you think about earning loyalty? It's the same as earning respect. You know, you can't buy that either. It's, uh, these are, and, and they're hard concepts to, to, 
teach children or to explain to somebody because they're not, there's no concreteness to them really. Um, it's a feeling and it's, it's, you know, it's like love, right? It's a feeling that you want to, uh, be aligned or be loyal or, or be there for somebody. Uh, but that like respect loyalty is, is not given, but it's given, you know, it's not a given that you'll have it, but, uh, it's given when there's love, I think really, I think it kind of goes hand in hand in a way because, um, can you be loyal without having a bit of love thrown in there? Mm. I don't know. Let me ask really you good that. question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good question. Thank this you. is Joyce. <laughs> sure. I did want to go back and talk about something, and I hope it's okay to do that, Linda. But sure. <clears throat> you talked about knowing when one must leave a person or in a relationship and I'm primarily talking about relationship because although I say the we believe and we go into marriages thinking they are forever but then there are things that do develop that we must make a decision some of us in our lives that would result in taking a different path or divorce because we cannot regain our balance and so I do think that we need to know that the loyalty is a part of faithfulness that at some time presents us with difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. Different decisions. Yeah, that's true. Oh my goodness, we have to redesign our life and we didn't expect this. And so um, it really is an important factor that in today's world where there is so much of divorce that we... Um, understand the difficulty of making those decisions. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's my comment. Yeah, I think I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Joyce. This is Kathy. I, I I think it is so important for us to remember that people have experiences that we really can't comprehend and have no way to evaluate. Mm-hmm. So much of what happens in marriage is so so private. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad you brought that up. Mm. Well, it's true. And I I would love to talk about how sincerity plays into all of this. Because when someone is pretending to be loyal, and I -hmm. I, I know that I have had that experience, pretending to be loyal, you feel like something's off, but you give them the benefit of the doubt. You show the grace, you know, pick your phrase. But without sincerity and proof or demonstration, if you will, it really gets to be a a tangled web. But it's really important because loyalty is really bound to being authentic and and you can only fake it for so long. And that's that's where it hurts when it comes out that someone wasn't as loyal as you thought that they were. And it, it does become a betrayal and a choice we have to make. So I am just so grateful to hear all of your views on this topic because, as I said, it has many tentacles to it. And we are talking today with Sharon Jamison, Frankie Picasso, Kathy Kraftke, Joyce Buford on the topic of loyalty. We're going on a quick break right now. We'll be right back. We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Having a great workout and sweating feels so good. 
But did you realize it is also good for your complexion? According to Fitness Magazine, sweating can boost your collagen. The increased circulation that comes through strenuous exercise delivers nutrients to your cells to produce elastin and collagen. Sweating also fights lines because toned muscles provide more support for your skin and reduces the appearance of sagging and wrinkles. Sweating clears your pores by removing about 30% of the toxins that your body daily produces. And a perspiring exercise session can banish breakouts. When you work out, your adrenal glands secrete less hormones that are partly responsible for acne. Attaining a vibrant, clear complexion is just one more reason to hit the gym. I'm Annette Hammond. Join our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. You know that besides home and work, Americans spend more time at the mall than anywhere else? There are 50,000 shopping malls in the United States alone. The Mall of America, located between Minneapolis and St. Paul, is the largest in the world with more than 500 stores. What's a word for a person who is a compulsive shopper? An oniomaniac. Studies have shown that women will buy more if they hear their heels clicking on the floor. So designers often use hard flooring in hallways. Of course, the stores want customers to spend all their coopity coop. That's another word for money. Oh, I gotta run. There's only one more shopping day until tomorrow. My husband said if I don't quit shopping so much, he would leave me. Lord, I'm gonna miss that man. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. to talk in this last segment, because I think we could take this for two more hours, about two questions. How can you be loyal to someone, and why is it important to be a loyal person? And and they're big questions, but I'd, I'd love each person's perspective on them. So let's start with Sharon. The way I help myself stay loyal is that I divide people into humanity and divinity. And I say that even if I can't be loyal to that human part of them because I totally disagree with them, I can be loyal to that part of them that's based with God, their divinity. And so I try to keep those two separate so I can stay with people who I find to be very different than I am. And so I won't judge people who are very different than I am because I think at the core, we all want the same thing. We all want people to be loyal. But what I realized is that being loyal to someone else is really not about them, it's about me. Mm-hmm. Because I feel when we show that we're not trust ourselves, it affects our self-esteem, it affects our self-worth. So I understand that when I'm not loyal to another person, I'm really damaging myself. I'm really crippling myself. I'm really affecting my own relationship to God. And that helps me to be loyal to people, even when I don't really uh, uh, align myself with some of their values. So I just separate it, and, I, and it lets me to, to continue to, to interact with them from a place of respect and love and dignity and honor their divinity. But when I do that, I understand I'm loyal to you, not because I love you, but really because I love me, and I love my relationship with God, and it helps me to stay firm with them. 
Frankie, can you ask me that question again, please? Yes. How can you be loyal to someone and why is it important to be loyal? How can you be loyal? And that's a tough one, actually. I it is. You just are or you're not. Mm-hmm. I think you are or you're not. And that's that's it. And it's important. What does it look like? Because to me, it looks like someone who is is there for me. If someone's bullying, mm-hmm. they stop. They step in and say, "Stop! You're out mm-hmm. of line. That's not what she said." Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, that's a little example. Sure. That's. I'm just trying to help with a word picture. Yeah, that's I mean, what I, it means I think to that me. it does, and, and it means the same to me. And in the in in the same way, whether you stand up for them or you tell them when they're right or wrong, because mm-hmm. that's loyalty too, right? Yes. Um, letting them know that uh, they're not, you know, acting in a, in a manner that is, is going to be good for them. So I think that's loyalty. People don't like it, but um, when you do it, that's, that's loyalty, you know, good or bad. So I, I, I think that's how you do it. You, you, you do it by, um, you do it by loving them, I guess. Really that's in the, in its essence. Do you think that people understand when someone is loyal to them? I mean, when um, you're when you're with someone, no, do you know? I don't know. I, well, I think that you know people that you can count on, and it's always mm-hmm. difficult when you're surprised that they that you couldn't. Right. And so I guess it's really um, you believe in it until it happens that it's not there mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you know. And, and I guess everybody has their place, like Sharon said, but she has that conversation before it happens. They're going to know where she's going to step back and go, hey, not happening. But if you don't have those conversations and then you're surprised, um, it, it's like a kick in the gut. It, it is. It's, it's like a betrayal. Maybe yeah. looking at this, viewing those questions, because these are hard questions, as trustworthiness makes it a little simpler to to define it what do you think can i jump in you are to jump in ma'am oh good okay okay (laughs) well i'm just i'm kind of chuckling in the background here as frankie is stumbling over the question because it's often true the person most gifted is not even aware of how good they are at something (laughs) and so it's really hard for them to put it into words But Frankie, you are so good at entering into other people's lives and understanding what's going on in their life. Just the example of you remembering that my grandbaby was born is a great example of loyalty. It meant so much to me that you thought of it. (laughs) And so I just think you're a natural. But I do think that the way we are loyal to other people is by getting out of our own self and, and trying to enter into their world and their perspective and their their trials and their joys. And and I think it's so important. It is how we connect with people. So loyalty to me is very tied with, you know, getting out of myself and trying to understand what the other person is love is experiencing and living in that moment. And I just got to say, I think you're great at that, Frankie. Thank you. <laughs> so are you. Thanks. Well, Admiration we, Society, all dynamic women. <laughs> See, the loyalty comes too. If you think about it, many of us did not know one another when this show began. True. Mm-hmm. And yet, at this point, this tribe of women, I 
trust. Mm. And I think it's really, really important. So I just wanted to throw that in there, too, because I'm part of this mutual admiration society, too. <laughs> oh. Yes, you are. I, I just want to. I just want to say something really quick because it's, sure. it's a really great um, example here. Uh, this the sex scandal that happened with Harvey Weinstein. Mm. Um, Judy Dench said it's scandalous and it's hard when a lot of people concerned are great friends of yours. I feel loyal to them, and at the same time, I feel appalled by what has happened to a lot of the young actresses. So this is where you know loyalties mm. are are pulled. You know she. A long time, 20 year friend never happened to her. So mm. she didn't see it. And he's been good to her career and good for all kinds of things, right? And, and she's a, she's, you know, scandalized and appalled at the behavior. Um, but she still wants to be loyal. Mm-hmm. And can That's you be loyal to, to both groups at the same time? Mm. Well, I love what Sharon said earlier about people she's so operating wise. out of their brokenness. <laughs> People yeah. are, they're operating out of their brokenness as much as it scandalizes us. It is a broken person that would do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't and, excuse and, it, but you're right. No, it doesn't right. excuse it. And so is this where not forgiveness, but compassion. And, and even though he knowingly did what he did, he is broken. He's sick in the head. So <laughs> do you, do you, are you disloyal at this point? Um, I hope, I hope Joyce even, speaks up because I think Joyce will know. Yeah. Oh, you sweet thing. Well, <clears throat> going back to the be loyal model, I think from this conversation today, we all have a better idea that loyalty to every one of us is a little different, a little, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. little different from our sister on this call. And so when I think about being loyal, it's more about because I'm a leader, I want to model what I think loyalty is to my friend. So if I offer service, if I offer support, however that is, I'm showing her my model for loyalty. Uh, Not necessarily hers, but as the relationship develops, it may be one that takes on it. We're both modeling that way. But that's the way I think that I would be loyal to a friend. I know I am. I think it's important that we're loyal because it creates relationships. It connects. It creates connection. And we all need connection in this world. Absolutely. We all need somebody that says, I love you. I think you're great. I think you're wonderful. And that's why it's just so important to use loyalty in your life. Keep it in your life. Model it. Use it. So... I think I love what you said, Joyce. I think that loyalty strengthens us. I think somebody already said that, and I totally agree. But I also know that you can't pour your tea in a broken glass. Mm -hmm. And if we continue to try Mm -hmm. to to hold on to relationships or to people or try to make our 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 model our, our paradigm the absolute paradigm, we're, we're never going to get what we need. And I right. think that even though people crave connection, they don't know how to be connected. And, mm-hmm. and I see that in my in my clients. I just see that people have are so wounded that they don't have the wisdom to win in a relationship. And you need wisdom to win. But if you're wounded, all, all you're going to do is bring that woundedness. And if a person is not willing to learn how to be a friend, to heal their so, so that they can be in relationship, your relationships will suffer. 
I think if always remember that relationships are like laboratories, experimenting on each other. We're doing the best we can, even if it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. But if we understand that relationships are laboratories where we can grow and strengthen each other, but we gotta have that conversations and and, and start the other conversation that listen, I'm gonna do my best to mess up. Teach me how to love show and when I, my friends teach me how to love in them, I try to do things. I never try to assume that I know what loyalty means, but it means to be connected with another person. Because we're, and I think it's really important. Well, I, I, this is Frankie, and I wish you hadn't broken up so much because what you were saying is really, really important. And I love that that friendships are like laboratories, and you get to grow with mm-hmm. and 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 expand and and test even you know testings i think one thing that um is missing from a lot of our upbringing is is the idea of um how to have or the art of a contentious conversation the art of of speaking to somebody when the topic is difficult Mm -hmm. conflict resolution Mm -hmm. where this you know so many of us um avoid conflict because it embarrasses us or it scares us or whatever the case may be but it actually is a component that gives us the most growth. So maybe that should be something that is taught in schools even. But see, I, I think that that's why we've lost much by not teaching debate class anymore. Yes. Yeah. And you have to defend both sides and then you switch sides of the room and you persuade. I think we've lost the ability to engage on that level and that's veering away from loyalty, but it does come right back into connections and communication mm-hmm. and sincerity. And so it's, it's funny, all those synonyms we brought up at the beginning with loyalty and allegiance and devotion and faithful sincerity and trustworthiness. I think we've shown that loyalty isn't gray but we have to mm-hmm. take a look at the situation mm-hmm. and evaluate it each time, have those mm-hmm. courageous conversations like Sharon said. And loyalty gives us a foundation upon which our relationships are built. And it's really helpful to model, demonstrate, and appreciate, really mm-hmm. true loyalty in those that we are close to or those we wish to become close to. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing your viewpoints on this somewhat difficult topic to define. We know what it is, mm-hmm. but it's not always there. So thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. We'll be back next week. You're listening to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in today to Dynamic Women Talk Radio and join us each week. You can find more shows on dynamicwomentalkradio.com.